Welcome to episode 195 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg. Warren Sklar's off this week, but Jeff Gamet is here as usual. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great, and uh, as always, it's great to get to hang out with you. Absolutely, and it's even better that Chuck Joyner's here with us this week. How you doing, Chuck? Well, I'm doing great. I appreciate that, David. I'm not sure it's true, but I appreciate the sentiment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, we're glad you're both here. We got some great uh, stuff to talk about this week. Um, iOS and all the other uh, OSs, 15.4 is out. We'll have quite a quite a discussion about what some of the new features are. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about universal control uh, because that came out with Mac, uh, Mac OS Monterey, but it does affect the use of iPad. So I thought it'd be a good topic, but uh, let's just dive right in. We got lots of great, uh, lots of great uh, news stories here and we'll just jump right into the, to the news here. Um, first story, this is in nine to five Mac. Apple streamlines the process of buying a new iPhone SE for AT&T and T-Mobile customers. Uh, with the launch of the third generation iPhone SE, Apple's made some uh, changes to introduce streamlined purchasing process for AT&T and T-Mobile customers. Users will now be able to send their personal data to the carriers when they first turn on the device rather than having to wait for an approval when ordering an iPhone. So really that's what happened. I've had this experience firsthand. I'm sure you guys have as well is when you walk into an Apple store, you get your phone and bring it there. Then they ask for your last for your social social security number. And then they have to go through the long, painful process of waiting to get everything activated. And it looks like now they're going to be able to go around a lot of that and make it much more streamlined. And, and you don't spend two hours at the Apple store. You spend 30 minutes. Uh, have you guys experienced this at all? Jeff? The... The process, the previous process. Oh, yes. Yeah. I have. The new process. Why wasn't it like this all along? Exactly. <laughs> why wasn't it? Doesn't make any sense. Well, you, you have to believe that Apple would like to have done it. And I, and I hate to throw the the, uh, the, the self-carriers under the bus. I don't but think you really do hate to throw them under the bus. <laughs> well, you're right. I really don't. No. <laughs> No, you're right. I mean, I I would bet, and and to be fair, you know, I, I look, I get it. They want their pound of flesh, and uh, as far as the payment goes, and I understand all that, but just more and more, you know, in so many businesses, we're seeing people take friction out of the process, mm-hmm. and it leads to better sales and happier customers. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a case of that. Somewhere, somebody woke up and said, it should not take two hours to set up a phone. Yeah, right. Oh, it shouldn't. I mean, I was I was doing it for uh, for a family member, and we ended up spending two hours there, and they st- and they couldn't even get the phone to work. Then and she ended up having to go and just order the phone and have it mailed to her. After all the all that time spent, they couldn't even activate the darn thing. And and, and then Annie, then he goes in the back and grabs another iPhone, and starts to go through the whole process, and then that was the wrong color because <laughs> he was out of the color of that she wanted. So that was that was a, that was a, an unfortunate. Uh, experience and you know when you when you talk to family members and as much as i don't i i, I defend apple but i can't couldn't defend that process but uh it was uh it was painful but it's good to see that apple has really done a is doing a much better job in putting this in place this is going to be on march 29th of as we record this is a couple weeks here so uh so that's uh that's good news very good news um any, yeah, anything I, else I, go ahead. I hate yeah, go to ahead. say it but yeah i i'm i'm gonna say that you know if you're gonna buy an iphone i 
really feel strongly about you buying it from Apple. Oh, Not just because, you know, it's a profit situa- situation, but yeah, you may have to wait for it to be delivered for a day, a couple of days. But, you know, you put all that information in. Every time I've done that, I get my phone. It's seamless. I, you know, I give it my name, my number. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, it just, it just works. And so, you know, why go through that? Even if it's 30 minutes, why go through that hassle when you can go through a 10 minute process as part of the ordering, excuse me, a 10 minute process as part of the overall ordering process. Right. And, and be done with it. So that's my, you know, just the way I look at it. I I bought my current iPhone outright and, uh, and my setup process was, pop the SIM card out of my old iPhone, put it in the new iPhone. And I didn't tell AT&T I had a new phone and I turned it on and logged into my iCloud account. And that was the end of it. Yeah. And, and then I noticed a couple months later in AT&T system, it recognized what phone I had and displayed that as my current phone instead of the old one. So there was no setup. I didn't tell anyone. I just did it. Yeah. What's step three? There is no step three. There yeah. was no step no, three. No step three. <laughs> um, uh, next story here. Uh, iPhone tops North America and Western uh, European smartphone markets as eyes 5G surp- surpasses 4G. It's the new con- new counterpoint data is out and shows that 5G smartphone sales surpassed 4G for the first time in January of 2022. Sales of 5G smartphones reached 51% in January. China, North America, and Western Europe were the driving forces for this increase. According to uh, CounterPoint, the push for 5G came from Chinese telecom operators and the readiness of OEMs to supply competitively priced 5G phones to consumers. So uh, 5G has penetrated over 73% in North America, 76% in Europe. So the numbers are looking really good with 5G here. And, uh, you know, as we've talked about this many times on here on the show, that uh, I'm getting some good experience with 5G. Uh, Jeff, are you getting good experience with 5G in uh, in your area? It's getting better all the time. Yeah, it seems like uh, it. When, yeah, when I got my phone, there was like one block on Pearl Street Mall in Boulder where if I stood in the right place, I could marginally get a 5G signal. Okay. And uh, and over, like seriously, I'd say the last eight months, it has changed dramatically. And uh, and 5G coverage is, is easy to find find here now and generally speaking it's fast so yeah it's getting better absolutely how's your experience been with 5g's project i'm just looking to see because i haven't seen 5g show up in my phone um hmm. i haven't seen even even the at and fake 5g so <laughs> i apparently it has not been turned on here properly okay um so i guess and, well, unless, don't worry me, chuck they're going they're going to get electricity to your area and running water very soon. Thank you. I they appreciate right that. after that 5G. They I will. Mean, honestly, yeah. I forgot about this. The, it still should. Does your still show up the 5G in the uh, in the signal bar? Mine does. Well, I'm, well, I'm on T-Mobile. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah what on. I was seeing uh, prior to uh, to everything like really taking off here, it said 5G E, which of course is not 5G. Right. And uh, and then it's it has switched over the past few months to consistently show 5G like all around. Yeah. Nope. I guess. Yeah. I'll just wait for the running water and the uh, baby steps. The elect- baby steps, but yeah, electricity it, would be nice. 
It is. Uh, it is. Uh, they're selling like crazy. It's selling a lot of a lot of iPhones. That's for sure. Um. Next story here, Apple begins selling refurbished iPhone 12s and 12 Pro models. Uh, this week, uh, Apple is now selling the certified refurbished iPhone 12 and iPhone 12 Pro in the United States first since the, for the first time since uh, it was released in late 2020. So you only have the 6.1-inch iPhone 12 and the iPhone 12 Pro models available for refurbished right now, but no 12 mini or 12 Pro Max is to choose at this time. Uh, it's about a 15% discount uh, across the board here for the phone, iPhones, but I always find uh, I've purchased stuff in the, in the uh, refurb store many times, and it's been a good experience. Uh, good to see. The, good to see that they're they're starting to sell. So gives get a bit of a discount. Uh, don't don't you guys think? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yep. Save a few bucks where you can. Absolutely. Yeah, and Absolutely. the tw- the the twelve is uh, definitely going to be. Uh, a, a good a good seller. That that's a good phone. You can't you can't really can't can't really complain. Uh, this story we actually talked about uh, test flight a number of weeks ago, and Jeff was here. We talked about this, but this one's kind of scary now. Here, scammers have been have been using Apple's test flight to distribute malicious iOS apps. What a surprise here! Uh, Apple's test flight is a tool to create and created to help developers to distribute their beta apps and to to users before they are released on the app store to everyone. However, scammers have been using the platform to distribute malicious apps without Apple's knowledge. Um, this was from a security report from the uh, Sophos uh, and an organized crime can- campaign called uh, Crypto Rom has been distributing fake cryptocurrency apps. What a surprise! iOS and Android users. So while it's easier to install apps outside the Google Play on the Android due to its side loading process, iOS users can only download and install apps from the App Store in theory. Unfortunately, scammers have realized that they can start messing around with the test flight. But I would think Apple is probably going to be smart and catch this sooner or later. What do you think, Jeff? We we, we talked about this. We talked about that those sites that had you know public links of of, of test flight. That's almost like picking up a USB thumb drive on the ground and plugging it into your computer. I mean, don't you think? Uh, it's it's a lot like that. The analogy that I have used for years is. Think of it like practicing safe sex. <laughs> and and when okay. and now Chuck's like, wait a second, Jeff's right. I never have picked up a USB drive in the parking lot thinking I could I could get lucky. Huh. Just, um, I'm just waiting for the rest of this. Yes. Yeah. All right. So so generally speaking, people wouldn't randomly pick up someone that they find just sitting in a parking lot and uh and engage in risky sexual activity with them. Why would you pick up a thumb drive and plug it into your computer that you've just found in a parking lot? Think of it the same way. You practice safe sex and you practice safe technology. Just treat them the same way. Yeah. And uh, and going to some shady place to uh, to hook up with uh, with someone that you don't know and you don't know their their history. And and they say no, I'm fine, I'm clean. <laughs> okay, you can't trust that. And going to some shady place to find a piece of software where they say no, nah, don't worry, it's clean. You can't trust that either. No, you can't. What What do you think, Chuck? I can't top that. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm resisting the urge to to try no, to follow it's, it. It's just it's pretty tough. It won't work. 
The only thing, I, the only part I would say is that, you know, I would hope that some of the legislators out here are, are supporting some of this, frankly, stupid legislation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to call any names out, uh, you know, Senator from Minnesota. But, um, <laughs> you know, this just shows what happens when you don't have Apple's security in place. I mean, developers do dumb things. I'm sorry, developers, but sometimes developers do dumb things. People do dumb things like Jeff just described. And, you know, then you have a problem instead Mm -hmm. of going through the walled garden. So, you know, would you please stop trying to tear down that wall for those of us that care about privacy and security and the safety of our photos and our our bank accounts and everything else? You know, it just, here's a case study right here in front of you and look what's going mm-hmm. on. Absolutely. Um, all right. Let's uh, move on here. The next story here, this was a Mac rumors. They, there were some benchmark results you know, of course the Apple released the I, the iPad air with the M one chip and, and they're confirming that they did not downclock it. Cause everybody, I guess was cause concerned that they downclock it compared to what the iPad pro has. Well, apparently they didn't. It does have the same 3.2 gigahertz operating frequency as it does in the Pro. Uh, according to this, is according to some Geekbench 5 results. Uh, and uh, as such, the M1 iPad Pro has virtually identical performance to the M1 iPad Pro. And they go through some of the other uh, data here. But that's interesting to see the fact that, okay, we just were talking about this last week when, we, when, when, they, when they announced it. This is a bargain, buying this iPad Air for, for that and, and just the offset of, of, of anything else that the pro has, is it worth it? Uh, Chuck, what do you think? Is, do you think this air is, is going to be a, a good, good choice for many people? You know, I haven't done the comparisons. I mean, I, th- I think in the first place, the air, the, the M1 air, the M1, anything is a great choice for yeah. anyone who's not trying to slog through heavy duty photo or video because it is so fast, fast. It is so powerful you know, the question kind of becomes, what's it going to be wrapped in? Um, how, how much screen real estate do you want or need? How many USB USB or Thunderbolt ports do you need? Um, how much RAM do you need? You know, and I mean, right. need, you know, really, really use just to say, you know, well, I want all the RAM I can get. Well, yeah, do you really need it? Um, that to me is the defining thing because the, M, the M1 chip, I mean, let's face it, we are all the slowest part of our computing systems at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Jeff? Uh, first, people need to stop trying to borrow trouble. People were freaking out about the processor being throttled yeah. with nothing to go on other than someone saying, do oh. you think they did this? Do you think they would do this? <laughs> and then it immediately became wailing and gnashing of teeth. People pissed off because this <laughs> processor is throttled and it turns out no it's not um so yeah just wait for specs and then decide whether or not you need to get pissed off and then as far as is this the best ipad for everyone well like chuck said it depends on your use case but if someone were to come to me today and say i want to get a new ipad and it's just going to be a general use device. What is the best bang for my buck? And I'd say, yeah. oh, the new iPad Air. Yeah. Just get it. Just get it. 
It, I think it's but now I'm also really curious to see what happens with the iPad Pro because we're in that that weird phase that we've hit with uh, Apple products uh, far too often, where we have a uh, a product that suddenly is on par with a pro level device. Yep. In, in many ways, so that means we have uh, a big leap coming for the iPad Pro. And I am really interested in seeing what that is. Yeah, stay tuned. We're going to see where the pro goes. That's definitely for sure. All right, last story here. This was kind of a feel-good story. I always like these stories about how the Apple Watch has uh, actually saved somebody uh, with the fall detection. How a gifted Apple Watch and fall detection uh, led doctors to discover a mother's lung cancer. Uh, Apple Watch's health uh, features, once again, have been credited to helping save a life and ultimately detect some much bigger health issue. Uh, lady was in St. Petersburg, Florida and, uh, detailed how the Apple watch fall detection had helped her in a moment of need. Uh, she did fall and, and it did call nine one one. And, uh, was just to kind of sum up the whole story here and the built-in fall detection feature just did, uh, did its job. And turns out she was, was barely breathing when, uh, when the paramedics found her and uh, they brought her to the hospital and turned, sure enough, they found a mass in her lungs that was cancerous, kind of scary. Uh, so, so wow. the, the Apple watch, uh, did its job again. And then I continue to read these stories and I think it, it just shows the value of what the Apple watch does. Don't you think Jeff? It does. Um, uh, a couple years ago, I was out skiing and took a bad fall as I was walking into the lodge to get lunch. So I wasn't even skiing, but I hadn't taken my helmet off yet. I went down hard on my back, slipped on the ice. Mm-hmm. And um, and my Apple Watch detected the fall, and I caught it right before it actually dialed 911. <laughs> but it made me feel really good knowing yeah. that if I take a hard fall and I'm incapacitated, my Apple Watch is doing its job. It is. Don't you think, Chuck? I, absolutely. I, I, I mean, at this point, I, I think if you if there's any way you can afford it, maybe not as as what you think of as a luxury, but as a health device, mm-hmm. um, and especially if you are heading into the senior years, or if you are you know responsible for caring someone, caring for someone that's in the senior years, um, or that has some other medical condition that makes them prone to falling. Right. This is just such an incredibly easy investment to make. And and it has all its fun little fun little bells and whistles yeah. to go with it. But at the end of the day, it, if if it only did this, it would oh, be more than more than worth it. I mean, mm-hmm. my my mother in law has one, and and that they swear by it, and and got the fall detection on. So if anything were to happen, she's protected too. And by default, it's turned on if you're over the age of sixty five, based on the data that's in the health app. So, uh, but if you're under that age, you have, you do have to go in and turn it on. Uh, so it is a bad idea to turn it on, regardless of what your age is. So, uh, totally go and turn it on. Turn it on, no yeah, matter because what. Because you never know when you're going to take that fall where you need to have nine one one called and you're not capable of doing it. Absolutely. All right, that was the news this week. Um, I wanted to get into uh, deep into some of the new releases that have come out this past week. So I, Apple did release iOS 15.4. It also released uh, iPad OS 15.4. Uh, and you also have um, uh, watch OS 8.5, TV OS uh, 15.4. 
And Mac OS, uh, Monterey, uh, 12.3 is out, but uh, you also have uh, universal control, which we're going to talk about here as far as how the iPad can be used as a universal control device with your with your um, mouse and your keyboard. Um, so let's start with uh, iOS here first. Um, and they, again, they just released the uh, release this. So uh, Jeff, you were just talking the first the first um, tip we were going to talk about as far as what the new features was the face uh, the face ID with mask. And uh, you, before the show, you were talking about uh, how you were having trouble getting it to work. It is a good thing, but you know we're so used to it opening with the Apple Watch. I really haven't even noticed it because I'm going to have my Apple Watch with me anyway, unless I turn off unlock with Apple Watch. Then I guess it would work. Um, what was your experience so far with the uh, face mask with face ID? I can't even get it to set up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. So when, uh, when I finished the update, uh, part of the process was, Hey, do you want to, uh, to turn on unlock with face mask? And I said, yes. And, and it's the same face ID setup, spin your face around and take your glasses off. And then when I went to actually try it um, yesterday, just, to see if it was really working. It didn't. So uh, I started troubleshooting and I checked my settings and it turns out my iPhone doesn't think that I actually set up unlock with mask. So I went to set that up today and my iPhone says, no, 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 no. You have to use the face that's already registered with face ID. And I'm the only person with the face registered on my phone. So... I can't enable unlock with face mask. So good thing I have an Apple watch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, Chuck, you said you have not tried that feature yet, right? With the- no, I mean, I installed and it, you know, it took me through and said, you know, roll your head and let's right. see your face. And, right. it, and I did, but I have not tried it with a mask on yet. So I, I mean, the face ID works fine for me, but that's without the mask. So right. I don't know if it will or not. Yeah. Um, a couple of more, more of the other features they've added, uh, 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 in FaceTime, SharePlay sessions can now be initiated directly from supported apps. That's great to hear. So you'll be able to do a SharePlay with any supported app now in FaceTime uh, to share your videos and, and such. Um, Siri now can provide time and date information while offline with starting from the 10s model all the way up uh, and, I, uh, and 11 and later, of course, or newer. And then Siri also has an additional voice, which I'm actually using and I actually like it. It's voice number five in America in the American uh, voice. And I actually like it. Um, it, it threw me off today uh, when I was texting somebody back from CarPlay and then I'm hearing the voice like, oh, wait, that's a new voice. I, oh, yeah, I make sure I, I changed it because you're so used to the other voice. Have you guys tried the, the new voice at all? Are you still sticking with what you got? I like the new voice, um, but I got really used to the alternate American female sounding voice. Okay. And uh, and. So I'm I'm sticking with that, but the new voice, voice number five, I like it. I think it's going to be a lot easier for a lot of people to understand what Siri's saying. Yeah, it, it sounds just generally clearer to me. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 I'm with you, Jeff. Um, you know, that's my test. I mean, it's fun to play with all the accents and everything, but at the end of yeah. the day, I want to be able to understand it and. Maybe I'm the one that's been trained by the my ass lady, you know, and the voice that I've chosen that I really don't want to change it and, you know, do a, what did you say? 
you know, that no, I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm good yeah. where I am. But yeah, plenty of people love to to play with these things, and you know, you can also set different voices for different devices. So uh, that was suggested somewhere, and I may play with that or something. One of the devices that I don't frequently use the S Lady with. So we'll see. But if you know, that was not an earth shaker for me, yeah. it was just you know one more nice option to have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then the, there are some, some enhancements. I'm not going to go through a whole lot of the long list here of enhancements. Some I'll just pick out here. They're, they're, uh, pretty important here. Uh, I like the iCloud. If for those of you who use the iCloud custom email domains, now they finally can be managed from the settings because you had to go to the iCloud.com website to actually make and change the settings. Finally, you can actually do it from, from iOS and make the changes and manage those settings, which is great. Um, good. And news offers uh, uh, enhanced discovery of audio content in the Today feed and audio tab, which is cool. Uh, the camera in a key, camera and keyboard can be used to add text to notes and reminders. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, shortcuts are now supporting adding, removing, and querying tags with reminders. That, that's not a bad thing. Uh, emergency SOS uh, settings have changed to use call with uh, hold for all users. Call with uh, five minute five presets and is still available as an option in the SO, emergency SOS settings. So, a couple of these different things. Um, I do like the close up. The magnifier uh, is using now the ultra wide camera on iPhone 13 Pro and Pro Max uh, to help you see small objects. I, I tried that. Well, it's, it's, it is really cool. Um, so, and there's a number of other bug fixes uh, and such that, that that was coming that were out. So, uh, but it's good to see that they're 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 moving along here with uh, some of the great things that uh, uh, that they needed to fix and and to enhance. So, uh, but uh, that was good stuff here. Uh, and uh, we did put a, uh, I did put a link in the show notes for how uh, how Face ID works with wearing a mask. So be sure to take a look at that. Um, as far as that goes, uh, in iPad, there wasn't, I mean, very similar enhancements, not, not, not a whole lot that was added, but, uh, it, it does, uh, it, it does have some imp- improvements and I've noticed some imp- performance improvements as well. Um, we'll move on to the HomePod real quick and the HomePod, uh, they did release 15.4 and, uh, this is uh, the fourth major update to the software. I don't think there's a, a huge amount of different changes. Um, one thing they did add was the uh, support for captive Wi-Fi networks so the users can connect uh, to a HomePod on a network that needs additional steps to sign in. Uh, and Apple has uh, added a new Siri voice, of course, so so they kind of added that along as well. Uh, Jeff, you got your HomePods updated. And have you seen anything uh, out of the ordinary? I, I really haven't What I did. I... Yeah, updated my HomePod and both my HomePod minis. And the only difference that I have is that today is a new day. Yeah. Um, they're, they're still just as flaky as they were before. Yeah. And you, did, you, did you get yours updated, Chuck? Anything that you found? Yeah. And unlike Jeff, I have to say my HomePods are not flaky. Um, mm. They do pretty much what I ask them to. And I'm very happy about that. So. Yeah. I don't know if it's Jeff or not. <laughs> we got to wonder it's, that sometimes. It has to be me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, much, not much else to say much about HomePod. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the Apple Watch. Uh, Watch OS 8.5 was released uh, with uh, support for Apple TV purchase authorization. So I'll hit that on t- uh, Apple TV in a minute here. Irregular heart uh, rhythm notification improvements and more. Um, so... Uh, this is a big thing. You now you're able to authorize Apple TV uh, purchases and subscriptions right from your Apple Watch. 
and uh, the updates to the irregular heart rhythm notifications was improving arterial fibrillation, AFib identification. They've done some uh, uh, updates there. And then they have audio hints in Fitness Plus to provide uh, with audio commentary for the visually uh, demonstrated moves during workouts. So it's on your watch. So that, that that's a cool thing too as well. So couple some enhancements here uh a couple fixes here there was also they also fixed as well uh watch os uh they fixed a mail privacy protection loophole that could expose ip addresses there was a security vulnerability in the mail app uh, that could leak uh, ip ip addresses uh, when downloading remote content uh, that security researchers have found and uh, yeah they go through a lot of the stuff with uh, with the with the with uh, the ip address and vulnerability but Honestly, I don't check email on my watch. Do you guys use your watch to check email? I mean, very rarely do I. No, I, I get VIP notifications. Yeah. And then I go look at my phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure you're the same way, Chuck. You, I don't, you don't check your email. I don't even give VIP notifications on my watch. I mean, yeah. you know, usually I, I, I've, I, I, notice, I, I notice those enough on my phone and I don't need that coming. You know, that's, that's, at some point I hit overload on what is really important. And it's like, yeah. okay, there's some things that if, if it's, if it's really urgent, I'm probably going to get a phone call. I know that sounds archaic, but I will get a phone call. If it's really honest to God urgent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, other than that, not much else, but this actually stood out to be an interesting thing that Apple did add uh, iOS 15.4 and watch OS 8.5 allow you to restore an Apple watch using an iPhone. And Apple did publish a support article indicating that iOS 15.4 and watchOS 8.5 allows it to be restored uh, with a nearby iPhone. Uh, the support document states that if the Apple Watch is running 8.5 or later, it displays an animation showing the Apple Watch, an Apple Watch and iPhone being brought close together, similar to when you know when your AirPods come and others, and it's saying uh, recover Apple Watch, and you go through the steps, uh, put the a- Apple Watch in its charger. And you double click the side button, uh, and uh, you follow the steps. I think I, this is this is uh, great because uh, it was always a pain to have to restore your Apple Watch, having to go through the Watch app, and, and then they've got they've actually included this. Uh, I haven't tried it yet. What do you think, Jeff? Why hasn't this been there all along? Exactly. <laughs> so there's a there's a new uh, there's a new feature, a new new way to recover your Apple Watch. Uh, Chuck, you think this is a good thing? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm like Jeff. It's it's sort of why hasn't this been uh, you know there all along? Although I have to say, I've never had. Uh, I realize I just am jinxing myself right now, but I've never had to recover my Apple Watch. It's never given. None of the Apple Watches I've ever had have given me any trouble like that. So yeah, it's I, I, it's hard for me to get excited about a feature that I have never would never have even needed at the, up to now. I don't know if it's necessarily a feature, more so just a another play, another uh, safety measure of recovery, you know, compared to having to go through the whole steps. I mean, I've had to actually restore my watch a, a few a number of times. I'm sure we all have. Uh, especially, I had a problem with the with the Apple Wallet on the iPad, the Apple Watch. I would go to a terminal, and it wouldn't it would say invalid, <laughs> so I had to restore the watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But uh, uh, yeah, so that that's definitely definitely interesting, um, and. And then TVOS, uh, they they did the biggest thing that they released in TVOS 15.4, and we generally don't see too much as far as any new features with TVOS is the 
is the captive Wi-Fi networks, which means if your iPhone or iPad can be used to connect the Apple TV to its network, and uh, that requires additional sign-in steps, uh, such as like hotel rooms. So that, that they're promoting you even more, bringing your Apple TV with you uh, when you travel, uh, which a lot of people do because they want to be able to you know watch their stuff and use the hotel Wi-Fi to do it. So. Uh, that was also a good thing. And again, we like we talked about the Apple Watch. You can complete a purchase uh, on there as well. And then they added the ability to display HomeKit cameras in picture-in-picture mode while watching TV. Uh, I, I have not. I don't know if you. I know you. You have some HomeKit stuff set up at your house, uh, Jeff. I don't. I doubt you. Uh, I, I, know, I, I don't mean you doubt. I don't know if you have cameras uh, as far as the HomeKit, right? I I have a, a couple HomeKit cameras. I just haven't had a chance to mess around with the new picture in picture thing. Gotcha. Um, and, but the thing is what I'll end up seeing is uh, what's in the hallway behind me <laughs> because of where my cameras are, but still I am going to play with it because it's a thing and I want to know how it works. Yeah. Do you have home kept any cameras set up uh, Chuck? I do not have any HomeKit cameras. I have um, I have uh, a, a couple of Ufies and um, some Ways. Um, so, but I'm kind of waiting for something to die, so I can justify you know well, moving over Chuck, to HomeKit. Your Ufi cameras, unless they're like really old, they support HomeKit. Do I believe, they? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I oh. have a actually the camera that's in the hall that I'm going to test with is a Ufi camera. Oh, okay. Well, then I have them. I didn't even know they were HomeKit. Um, so, well, great. Now that's one more thing on my things to do list, guys. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. Got to go. Well, <laughs> Got to go play with that. My my first camp. Well, I've had Waze cameras and all the other ones inside the house, but I, I did get a a Google Nest uh, uh, doorbell with the camera. Uh, it was a battery operated doorbell, but uh, the, uh, I kind of had a failure of my, my doorbell system. The, the chime had, and the transformer had. Uh, going out because the button was stuck so i had them installed this uh, and it, it is a quite a I, i'm really kind of enjoying the fact that whenever somebody walks up to my door like the mail the, the mail carrier or the, the someone delivering a package it it, it notifies you through the notifications hey someone's at your door and then you can mm-hmm. push your button say hey leave it at the door or watch my cleaning ladies coming in the house and, and i could see when they leave and when they come when they come in and when they leave <laughs> so so and they don't even know that they're under surveillance. Yeah, well, yeah, because you watch them, but they have no clue what what you know. They don't even think about it. So, um, but uh, yeah, that's great to see with the TVOS. Uh, uh, and uh, that's a lot of the stuff that uh, this this uh, this uh, time around for updates. So we'll keep looking through this, and and as we go in other uh, other episodes, we'll uh, we'll definitely find some other stuff. One thing I'll note is this is uh, this is unusual. We've gone till Thursday as we record this, and the, the, all these were released in, on Monday. There's still not, you go to the beta the developer site, beta software downloads. There are currently no beta softwares available for download. And I think someone we know That's is kind of surprising. Very much so. And I think yeah. someone we know is going to be in withdrawal. Warren. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, mm. So uh, it's uh, definitely going to be interesting. So 
And uh, I wanted to just go move uh, shift gears here. And don't, I don't normally talk too much about Mac here on this show, but uh, we, we I thought this was to be a great topic to talk about because I'm super excited. I assume the, the both of you are as well with with universal control. Uh, Apple did add universal control to Mac OS Monterey 12.3, which is going to allow you to use a keyboard and a mouse across multiple devices. Um, and uh, oh my gosh, I've been playing with this since since Monday and started starting using it. And I'm going to have a in the show notes. I have a screenshot of the displays I've got set up. You guys can see that in our notes now. So I've got four displays set up here. I've oh my got God, you do. It's so <laughs> freaking awesome here. So you got my 32 inch external display for my Mac. I got my Mac's uh, MacBook Pro's built in screen. I've got my iPad Pro 11 inch, and I have my Mac Mini connected as well into universal control. Not only can you control your iPads, you can control your other Macs too. So I've got uh, uh, two screens next to each other here. It's always a pain. I might seriously consider getting rid of these other keyboards. I got just one set of keyboards now, and I can move over to the other Mac and right. be able to to t- use the keyboard, use the touchpad, and uh, and and go and, and be on my way here. I did start trying to play with it a little bit. Of, I have two iPads sitting here next to me right now. I have my 12.9-inch iPad, the first first gen, which still works amazingly, which is great, um, and uh, my 11-inch. And you can only you can only have four four displays at once. So if you try to put two iPads uh, – you could do two iPads, actually, if you wanted to, if, if you're that crazy. You could, do, you could do your Mac and three iPads. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I, I, I could do. Um, I might have to close my lid, but um, – it's it's it it's seamless. It seems really it works. Seems to work really well. And uh, uh, Chuck, have you had a chance at all yet to play with the universal control? No. Um, you know, I'm following that rule of if you're in the oh, middle of right. a major project, you you don't update your your Macs. Yeah. And so I confess, I'm just a little behind. Although I'm hoping this weekend I can say, okay, if anything would go wrong, I I will have time to work on it. But yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by this. Yeah. Um, I've because I love having multiple monitors on my Mac. Yeah. And of course, by the very nature of them being direct connected, I'm using one keyboard and one mouse. But to be able to add, you know, an iPad to that mix um, is very, very appealing. No question about it. Because I love screen real estate. Yeah, yeah. And the other cool thing, too, is that, um, you can use Sidecar and use reversal control at the same time. So if you want to use the iPad as the second display. That's what Sidecar did. Uh, you can also use it uh, with a, a simultaneously with a universal control, which I thought was uh, extremely interesting uh, to, to see how that, that you're able to do that. Because um, if you go into the drop-down menu, it does show um, it does show add display, and it's listing link link keyboard and mouse to whatever device it's it sees. But then below that, it says mirror or extend to, and then shows uh, all your iPads and. In an example in the show notes here is showing that someone has a iPad mini and an iPad pro. So you might want to use one of those as a sidecar, uh, uh, to, to view that. So, uh, this is, this is quite a interesting thing. Apple has done with this and a lot of, you know, with folks who, uh, who have, uh, KVM switches and, and multi, I mean, I've got the, the MX master mouse from uh, Logitech, but it requires, of course, the software in order for you to be able to move the mouse over. And it, it's never, and when you're depending on software, it's, well, we're t- I guess we are depending on software because it's in, but it's, but it's a built in OS, um, feature as opposed to it being actual software that has to run. Oh, this is such a cool, cool feature. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I'm, 
looking continue to look forward to, to utilizing it, especially on the iPad. It's very seamless with when I was moving the mouse around. You know, it's it, it works really well. You go to the browser, the keyboard works great. Um, so mm-hmm. and if you and those of you who don't have a Magic keyboard or any other type of keyboard for your uh, 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 for your iPad, you know, uh, this is a is is great a great thing. And then I know Jeff, you have your arm that you have your your iPad on, so that even comes more into play for you. Um, uh, yep, with that and uh, uh, it's. Uh, you know, it's it's quite a it's 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 quite it's quite a quite a thing. I'm I'm kind of speechless. It's just how Apple really came up with this 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 new feature. It, it's amazing for me how quickly this is becoming an indispensable feature for me. Absolutely, and, you know, because even at my desk with my 34 inch display, I have an iPad sitting right over here, and there are certain things that are happening just on the iPad, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and it's no longer a matter of me stopping and thinking about what device am I using. It's just zip the the mouse pointer over to the screen that it needs to be on, and everything is working. And it's instant. It is. It, I'm, I'm delighted to hear both of you having such positive experiences because it makes me... This is one of those things like, yeah, that'll be cool if it, if it works. And it sounds like it's oh, working for it both works. of you exactly as advertised and so now now i'm anxious to you know start to play with it a little bit and figure out just how many more screens i can put you know at my command you can put more in i believe in you chuck <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it, the the big thing is just having multiple macs if you use multiple macs and then I, I think we all do here um being able to go between the two and include the ipad in it is just it's just so cool i just yeah, I just can't believe it. <laughs> uh, it it's amazing. Uh, got one. Uh, got one tip here. I wanted to talk about. I had one app here for this week, and uh, one of the tips here was uh, uh, how to silence uh, iMessage notifications on all of your devices. Uh, this was an article here, and I I download blog here. Uh, I thought this is this is interesting to know how to uh, silence uh, your your chats here. Uh, but, you can go into the messages app on the iPhone or the iPad. Uh, and then from there, there's three ways to do it. You can uh, press in the chat and tap hide alerts. Um, you could swipe left on the chat and tap uh, the purple, uh, bell icon. Then you'll see a, a tiny gray bell icon after that muting the chat. Uh, th- that isn't invisible on pinned chats. So if you do that, so, uh, so it, it uh, it, it, sometimes it's helpful because there there are some times that you don't want to get notified uh, if you want you want it to, it to be muted. Sometimes, especially if you're in uh, uh, if you're getting uh, text back and forth, I'm sure we've all experienced that. It's like ah, I don't want to deal with this right now. I'm not going to mute this. Um, so it, it's it's uh, very easy to do. Um, you can do the same thing on the Apple Watch. You can hide your iMessage alerts, um, and the same thing applies on the Apple Watch. You just press the digital crown in that case. Go to and see all apps and tap messages, and you swipe left on the message and say it'll give you the the option to mute it. Uh, and then on the Mac, you can do it as well through the Messages app. And yeah, you know, it drives me crazy sometimes, especially the Mac. I I kind of leave the messages muted on the Mac because um, most of the time I'm doing it on the iPhone anyway. I don't know about you guys, but uh, at least it's there mm-hmm. and it syncs, and I can respond to somebody in the Messages app from the Mac. But uh, I'd rather it be muted. I think I have that turned off, and it doesn't it doesn't even uh, notify me. 
Do you guys have you guys you Jeff are you or Jack have you utilized uh, this uh, feature at all, these features at all turning it off and muting it? Oh yes, there yeah. there's some group chats that I'm in yeah. where I don't need to know that stuff is happening in the chat. I just need to hop in every now and then and get caught up, and uh, and I don't need to have notifications for right. you know like 300 messages or whatever it is. So, yeah. oh yes, th- this is a super handy feature, and uh, and most of my my ongoing chat uh, threads are muted. Just there, there's specific ones that aren't, and I don't I don't need to know about every time a message comes in from all the others. Absolutely, yeah. I, I was saying about information overload before, and it's, and it's the same thing. I have a couple people that I you know will regularly accept. Uh, notifications from, but for the most part, I have all the all the messages muted because, again, if it's really honest to God urgent, somebody is going to dial a phone. Right. You know that's that's just. A, I mean, again, maybe I'm just a little bit too much old school, but um, that that's sort of my top priority is answer answer the phone, especially if I see it's from Jeff or from David or from a member of my family. Then okay, that's that's going to get my top attention. Right. If it's a, a text from, if it's a text from Jeff or David, you know that's important. But I don't think it's important. That I know right now, if if right. if it is, they'll call me. So. What the hell? Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> you should have a set as VIPs. Now, anytime you get any message from right. either of us, it alerts you every possible place you can imagine. <laughs> Hey, well, but the trouble is I know you two and you'll text me at three in the morning just to see if it works since I don't trust you. <laughs> well, I mean, there is that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know who I'm dealing with here. Yeah. One other tip too, is you can also go in and turn off all notifications. So if you wanted to, there might be a time you're, you're, you're need to go and uh, to not see the notifications right away. Uh, to do that, you go into the, uh, 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 you, you go into settings and no, then tap notifications and then go to messages and then you can turn off where it says allow notifications. You'll still get your text messages. You just won't get notified. And then you'll, you'll mm-hmm. see, you'll see your red, you'll see your red number that you've got a m- bunch of messages and then you can just go get, grab them. You know what? I do that on my work email, on my iPhone. I, in outlook, we have to use outlook of course for, for me anyway. Uh, I turn it off so it doesn't even notify me. And then I think about it. Oh, I guess I got to check at work email and I can go and then just be surprised instead of me <laughs> getting a notification. I, it seems to have worked for me. So, but uh, it does give that, and you have the option to do that on the Apple Watch as well as on the Mac if you want it to, the notifications completely turned off. Um, and that's all uh, all in the, this article as well. So, uh, one last thing I had this interesting app I found this week. Um, it's called Posture Pal. And what it does is it actually helps you improve your posture. Um, and, and I think a lot of us kind of slouch. I'm, I'm doing it right now. Unfortunately, I shouldn't be. And uh, need to improve your neck and shoulder posture. There's an iPhone app that actually uses your AirPods to help you improve that. Um, it's an interesting idea that helps you during your long work hours while you're playing a video game or even while uh, watching a movie or even without destroying your back here. Um, and, what he did was that he added he uh, uh, he came up with this app and it, it, it's really cool. I, I haven't had a lot of chance yet to try it, uh, but it does work with uh, all the AirPods, Ma- including the AirPods Max uh, and, and the Beats Fit Pro. And uh, you can also use other uh, 
headphones, I guess, if it does have the motion in on the iPhone as well. So um, it's a, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I want to try it out. I haven't had much to try it out, but I wanted to share this with everybody so they could see this app and uh, put a, a screenshot of the the actual extras you can get. It's only a dollar ninety nine, worth worth two bucks to support the the, the app developer. And it, and with the, the Posture Pal Pro, unlimited posture sessions, custom sensitivity, uh, extra icons, yeah, two bucks. What the heck? Support support this uh, support sure. this developer. So I think I thought it was a cool app. Check that out. Yeah, definitely. It's um, probably something we can all use. We're all spending too yeah. much time at our desks. Oh yeah, I'm, I wouldn't have that struggle. So. Um, with that, that was all the content I had for this week. A little short, shorter show this week, but that's okay. We uh, were glad that you were able to make it, and uh, let's uh, go ahead and wrap things up for this week. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. Support the show by buying me a coffee at InTouchWithIOS.com slash coffee. We'd really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you are notified when we are live streaming like we are now on the our YouTube, tab, YouTube channel, which is at YouTube.com slash DaveG65. You can also go watch and listen to past shows. Visit In Touch With iOS Magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discuss are flipped onto that list, and, and that link is in our show notes. You can subs- subscribe to our show and your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts and many others, but better yet, go to our website, InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the ways to all... Uh, to ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Jeff, thank you for being here as always. Where can people find you? Well, thanks for having me back as always. It's just so much fun. So this is, is uh, uh, just great. Um, okay, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Jay Gamut on both. YouTube.com slash Jay Gamut for my videos. Most Tuesdays on Mac Voices Live. Thursdays earlier in the day on the big show and then and then now most Thursday evenings with you here. Yes. And then Friday mornings on um uh the Mac show and Brian Chapman and I have teamed up again and uh, we have brought Apple Context Machine um back to life or under our direct control and so it is now the Context Machine and we're having a lot of fun with that. Great show. Thanks for being here. Chuck, where can everybody find you? MacVoices.com is where you can find everything I'm doing. Uh, we do Mac Voices Live Tuesday nights at two p uh, at 7 p.m. Um, I know, time changes. Time changes. Yeah, throw yeah. us off. At Daylight saving. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific um, on at YouTube.com slash MacVoicesTV. Um, David, thank you for having us. It's always fun. Yeah, it was great. And uh, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll talk again soon.